Hey, Flow Fanatics. On this episode of the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast, we're going to be talking about a starting point for accessing flow with six points for cultivating curiosity for flow. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Smith, and welcome to the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast. It's my privilege to be your peak performance and flow coach with this episode. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews as well as actionable tips and strategies for accessing flow for optimal human performance, heightening creativity, intuition, and productivity, and most importantly, living a healthier and happier life. Now let's dive into your next dose of practical flow training. Can curiosity be learned? It's a question I was asked recently, and I thought it was a pretty clear answer, but the fact that the person was asking made me kind of think about it a little bit. So in general, curiosity is actually an innate quality within all human beings. We're born with it, but unfortunately, many of us don't cultivate it along the way. Well, I've got six tips for cultivating curiosity for flow for you that I'll get into shortly. But I first wanted to give you a little background surrounding curiosity. Getting into the flow state where your body and mind seem to be connected, time slows down and we're completely absorbed in something, requires a certain amount of curiosity in the beginning. Curiosity is such an overlooked and underestimated skill that leads to so many great things if we take the time to follow our curiosity and then listen to where it leads us. Curiosity boosts creative thinking, and this can help you in pretty much every field. And as you build your creative thinking, you're building your creative problem-solving skills at the same time. When we're young, we have no base of experience yet, so we're curious about everything. As we grow, though, we build more experiences and slowly start to ask less questions. Our brain starts to believe, we've got this, we've done this before which can be helpful at times. I wouldn't want to have to go through potty training every time I went to the bathroom. Somewhere along the way, though, society has a way of stomping curiosity out of us, though. And this can hurt our greater sense of wonder. The problem with finding our passion or being told to follow your passion is that so many of us out there aren't really that passionate about one thing that guides their life. I think this is why I'm drawn more towards the Japanese concept of ikigai. That's your life's purpose, but it also refers to those things that get you up in the morning, the little things. You can have a, you can have multiple ikigai and they don't all have to be surrounding a big financial goal or your career goal. For some people, the word passion can be a little intimidating. So I suggest thinking of it more in terms of, or starting with developing an openness to experience and curiosity. There is such a thing as a dark side of curiosity, though, and this comes in the form of FOMO, or the fear of missing out. It comes in the form of gossip, where you may have been out of the loop for a little while and are dying to hear all the juicy details of what you think you missed. Between people, you usually don't know and that usually don't affect your life in a meaningful way. 
Facebook and social media also manipulate your curiosity to keep you scrolling through, giving your brain small hits of dopamine to keep you to keep stringing you along. All the while playing to the dark side of curiosity where your time is getting stolen from you. So enough about the negative. Let's get you on a positive track. Here are six tips for cultivating curiosity for flow. One, be childlike and ask the silly questions. Kids are often so curious about every little thing until society tells them to stop asking questions and just listen to its authority. It's that authoritarianism that beats the curiosity out of us. Begin to make it a habit of questioning why things are the way they are. Again, be suspicious of where information is coming from. Two, focus on what fascinates you. If you literally question everything, though, you won't have any time to live your life. So focus on the things that fascinate you. Don't worry about why you're fascinated by something. Just enjoy learning more about it. I just wanted to take a second to mention to you that if you're finding the show interesting and inspiring, please make sure to head over to the website highflowlifestyle.com where you can get free access to my weekly flow hacks for optimal human performance and happiness. Get high flow lifestyle boosts weekly in your inbox and get new strategies on how to access flow, be more creative and productive, reach your peak performance, and most of all, live a happier and healthy life. Now back to the show. Three, search for the novel. Look around and try something new. Try to learn something new every day. Taste a new food or even a specific ingredient once a week. I remember growing up and my father always had National Geographic magazines laying around the house. And I remember that feeling of always being able to open up the magazine and flip through it in awe about how there was always something completely new out there in the world that I had no idea about. The Popular Science magazine was another one that covered such a wide variety of topics that each time I opened it, there was bound to be something that caught my interest. I would start with magazines and not try to surf the net for these stimulations. Magazines have been curated and thought out, and we've all gone down rabbit holes on the internet, really only falling to the next advertising scheme out there uh, to steal our attention. Number four, eliminate boredom. When my kids said they're bored, I tell them that they're only bored because they aren't paying enough attention to the world around them. I've taken Facebook off my phone to eliminate those times when I'm just killing time and need to fill it with something. I've realized that we only have so much time here anyways, so the idea of killing time is really wasteful. This shouldn't be confused with a we always have to be hustling mentality though, but you have to define productivity better. Downtime and daydreaming should be a part of your curiosity development. Letting your imagination run wild is an important time when the subconscious is letting all of those curiosities that we came across throughout the day begin to connect. That's an important tie when we need to let our bodies and minds connect the dots and do their work. And we shouldn't let our phones, social media, TV, etc. steal that time from us. Five, 
break patterned routines. You can see the world anew and fresh if you simply break your daily patterns. You'll be able to see something different or think something different or do something different. To the extreme, this is moving to another country where new cultural and social patterns are shocking our system. Hence, we call it culture shock. On a much smaller level, it's driving home or walking home on a different route. It's seeing things from a different perspective through changing your routines. We like routines. We like our comfort zone. But in reality, that keeps us complacent and less interested in the world around us because our brains have told us that there's nothing new here, nothing to be learned, nothing to be concerned with. Go about your business. That's the route to selfishness, which is the opposite of developing our curiosity. And six, get some exercise or go for a walk. A lot of research has been done on the importance of the connection between a healthy body and an active mind. Curiosity can flourish when you're in the gym, going through the motions, distracting your mind just enough to let your mind wander. Better yet, go for a trail run or even just a walk in nature. There's so much natural stimulation that comes up in nature, no matter what the reason or the weather is. I try to get the kids out in nature every day to go on a short walk with me in the woods. This usually ends up with light sword fighting games and balancing acts on logs and kids falling. And sometimes it's a push to get them there in the first place and out the door. But it's worth it every time. When you're exercising or walking, you can let your mind wander or focus on a topic and give it some deeper thought. Play with it in your mind a while while the body is otherwise occupied or distracted. A lot of insight can be gained by just getting up and going for a walk. I hope these six tips for cultivating curiosity for flow can help you get started and really seeing the beauty of the world around us again. We all once saw it and appreciated it when we were young. I think taking some time to develop our not childish but childlike mind will help us regain that curiosity we had. Curiosity is a starting point for accessing a flow state where our senses are heightened and action and awareness sink and we create this effortless momentum. It all starts with curiosity. Thanks for listening to another episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please stop by Apple Podcasts and review and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And help us spread the importance of leading a high flow lifestyle by telling a friend and sharing on social media. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now go put some of this flow state training to work and live your life to its fullest. And I'll see you shortly on the next episode or inside the community at highflowlifestyle.com.